Hello, love buddies. Welcome back to another episode of The Wedded Podcast with your hosts, Jen and Steve Van Elk. We're a semi-professional look at wedding planning and marriage. Basically, we're going to help you get together and hopefully stay together. So we have a special episode today. Today's guest is an incredibly talented stylist and makeup artist. We've had the privilege of working with her, which I am so excited to have her on the podcast today. She is the owner of Something Blue Stylist, Andy Sherman. Andy, thank you so much for being on Wedded today. I am so happy to be here. We're so glad to have you here. So Something Blue Stylist is one of the most sought out wedding professionals in the Midwest, like your company. At least that's how it feels to Jen and I. Is that true? <laughs> um, you know, when I started the company, I started the company in 2007. I actually started in Southern California. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I actually started on location hair and makeup, it wasn't really a thing. Um, but in Southern California, I dealt with a lot of um, brides coming in from out of the country. I did a lot of weddings at Disneyland. And so going actually going to a bride as opposed to having a bride coming to a salon and everything like that really made sense, especially in, um, in Southern California, because so many people come there as destination, uh, Mm -hmm. weddings. So it kind of built off that. And what's really, it's been amazing kind of seeing things change over the years because now almost everything for weddings is on location. Mm -hmm. You know, it's definitely become, it's still luxury. It's still something that, you know, not a lot of people, realize, you know, is, is a thing that they do. It's like, Oh, you're having people come to you. That's so Beyonce. Um, <laughs> but it is. and it's, it's really nice. I know for photographers and things like that, working with professional teams that keep timelines going and things like that. But, but I do think that we are so in demand because gosh, for the past 17 years, I've really I mean, really wanted to make sure that we set ourselves apart as being just like the absolute bridal specialist for hair and makeup. Um, and that's kind of what we focused on. And I think that that's why, um, why we are so sought after is people looking for people that know what they're doing, um, especially when it comes to weddings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I will, I will attest to that. Like you definitely know what you're doing. She's on at the top of our preferred vendor list. We love to send our couples because we know that they're going to come out looking absolutely fabulous. Well, thank you. I, it's really nice working with a lot of the photographers that we do. Um, not only do we know that we're always going to get amazing photos, but we know just going into it, just the type of photographers that we're working with, the type of brides that they attract mm-hmm. are the kind of brides that I absolutely adore. You know, sure. I, we will, we want, we want amazing, genuine people to work with, um, you know, that appreciate, you know, appreciate our, style of hair and makeup. They're not interested in trends. They're not interested in, um, in the latest thing. They just want everything to be timeless and classic. And I think that, that a lot of photographers that we work with really kind of emulate what we feel as far as our bridal style goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. What made you decide to go for a more timeless and classic look? Um, you know, I think that that's almost just even my personal style, just something that I naturally gravitate towards. Um, not to say that there aren't new and exciting things, and it's always good that you want to stay up on the latest education, the latest, you know, just styles and things like that. If someone does bring us something, we never want to be like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't do that. Um 
we, but we do try to make sure that brides understand that these photos aren't just to be, you know, put into a box somewhere. Like these are photos that are going to be on their walls. These are photos that are going to be like their children are going to look at. Um, and I know my mother got married in the seventies and it's one of those, you know, we, we know those photos that were taken in the Mm seventies. We know those photos that were taken in the eighties and granted, I know the technology wasn't as, as amazing as, as it is now. Um, but even scarier is now we're dealing with like high definition and 4k, you know, color and things like that. So having, a hair and makeup artist that even understands that and understands that how colors translate, um, into photo and video is just super, super important because there are things that you'll see. And I've, I've had this personally happen to me where it's, you see something in photo and you're like, I don't see that in person. And you really need someone that understands that how makeup will translate into that different medium. That is a great point. I remember seeing Letterman after he first went from standard definition to HD. And it was just like, you could see the makeup all over his face when they first made the change. And it took like a week and then they got things figured out and like it it went back to looking normal again. But at first it was weird looking. That actually reminded me of when we went to Conan. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Conan looks so much older in person. (laughs) Just so crazy (laughs) to see him on the screen and then meet him in person. It's like, oh gosh, that is a lot of makeup. And it's it's the professionals who make him look that, that good on TV. That, that in lighting and things like that is, I mean, there's not enough that can be said about people that know how to work with natural lighting and and things like that. And you guys do it so beautifully, but we've all, that's why you always see us when we're taking selfies and things, we're moving it around and we're trying to find that light that just kind of makes everything glow as opposed to, you know, not accentuating those hard lines and, and harsh shadows. But, um, it's, it is definitely, you gotta, you have to have someone that understands those things so that, um, they can essentially, they're working hand in hand with your photo and video, um, team to make sure that everything just looks amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you did mention something about trends and how we should avoid that. Um, even with like the, the traditional, the more timeless classic looks, you might see a little bit more, um, maybe half do's, up do's, all down. Are you seeing any trends right now in like 2019 for 2020? I would probably say the biggest thing that I've noticed for a lot of brides lately is a lot of transitional hair um, and transitional makeup where can't quite decide on, and this may even go with the whole, like where people having reception dresses now. Mm -hmm. Um, So transitional hair and makeup is something that, you know, we do one style for their ceremony. So let's say they have the dream of having their hair down. Um, and as I'm sure you guys know, it's August in Indiana, it's 99 yeah. degrees outside with hundred percent humidity. Sometimes that's not, doesn't quite make sense for either their venue or the weather outside. So having that transitional hair where it's like, okay, let's wear your hair down for your ceremony. Let's you keep your stylist on, um, on site so that then after your ceremony, you, you have that time, obviously, uh, 
give the time to newlyweds to have a couple minutes together. And then hair and makeup essentially comes in, re kind of refreshes everything for photos. And then before they make their grand entrance, we completely change the hair and makeup. Typically we're, we're kind of like zhuzhing up the eyes a little bit. We're making sure the lips are a little bit more defined. And then typically the hair would go up for the reception. Um, veil always comes out obviously. Um, and whether that's for comfort for me, it was, I had to take my veil out because everyone kept hugging me and it kept pulling my head down. So I, so veil comes off and then you just kind of reimagine the whole style, doing something up nice and chic, essentially so that they can dance and enjoy their night without thinking about their hair and makeup and feeling sticky. Absolutely. We actually did that switch. I think I started that trend in, in 2008. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. No, I look back at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? And but... since our wedding, I've also stopped wearing my hair long and started getting it cut short yeah. so I can survive in the summer too. Honestly, yeah. I, I wish that I would have had my hairstylist there so that I could have they could have fixed it a little bit nicer. I I literally just put it in a side ponytail, like so it'd like flow down and then put a little yeah. flower in there, which was fine, but I think that it's a party pony. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what we have that. I tell my brides that wear it down that they're like, okay, it's not in the budget to have me stay, which I completely understand. Um but so that way I always try to coach them when we do their preview appointment, we're like, okay, here's how it's going to look. So when you're ready to pull it up, I just want you to, you know, I usually give them a hair tie that's the same color as their hair. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, take this, put it in your kit, go in the bathroom, and then I'll show them how to do a party pony, which just essentially it's kind of, it's got a little extra volume on top, but it's, I actually have one of my favorite photos ever is one of my brides after she did her own party pony and just, she's rocking it out at her reception. And she could have cared less what her hair looked looked like but she yeah. just looked adorable and just this perfectly curled ponytail and I was and since then actually I've had a couple girls that want party ponies for their reception like or for, I'm sorry for their wedding and it. it's my favorite thing it's just it's it's actually it still reminds me of, of being a little classic but it's almost kind of like a 50s throwback oh yeah yeah for sure yeah. so actually how I did my hair for my sister's wedding was the, the like, huge ponytail. Yeah, and wow. I loved it. I would highly suggest that brides look into it because it was just, it was so nice because we were on the beach. It was hot, it was humid, and I didn't feel like I was um, sweating my balls off because my hair was yeah. down and I had, Language like, a million hair. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Well, and I think that a lot of people have to understand when they're picking their hair, makeup, it's kind of, it's makeup is always personal style and, and making sure that they always feel comfortable. As far as hair goes, where people are like, I either wear my hair down or I wear my hair up. I don't like, they don't know exactly what to do for their wedding. It's taking into account a bunch of different factors. It's your, where your wedding is taking place at, like where, you know, are you getting married in a barn? Are you getting married in a ballroom? There's definitely two different aspects that you want to make sure that you're, everything kind of translates into one cohesive look when you're mm-hmm. thinking about selecting your hairstyle. And I, I just feel like a party pony can go anywhere, mm-hmm. the beach, the ballroom, just rock it. I love it. That's like such a great advice for those brides who want to have their hair down. But yeah, exactly. Like if it gets too hot, if you're going to be outdoors for a reception, indoors for reception, it will definitely work out that way. I love it. Absolutely. So other than the party pony, what are some of your other like favorite styles to do for hair? 
Um, you know, I, I love a classic chignon, um, which is essentially just kind of like it's rolled over kind of like a French twist. Um, it's what's really fun about those styles is people see them and they're like, Oh, that's very simple. That, and again, it looks classic. They're the absolute hardest ones to do. You don't have really any wiggle room for error when you're doing a half up, half down with lots of curls you've got some wiggle room. It doesn't have to be perfect. When you're doing a chignon, every single place has to be perfect. Um, and, and so I really, I like those because they're a challenge. And when you, when done correctly, they're just breathtaking. Uh, and again, because they are flaw, like they're that classic look, I just think that they translate to any venue, any style, uh, and you'll never look back at your photos and look, be like, oh, I can tell my wedding was in 2019. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'm sure as soon as you heard that word, Steve, you're like, oh yeah, I know exactly what that is. Exactly. Yeah. So would you (laughs) say part of the reason why you like that hairdo is because it demands that you're like at the top of your game as far as like having to have everything perfect or do you just like it? Now, you know, I think I actually, I probably do like being able to like for someone to show, I do like when people show me a picture. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And I think that that's part of not only just being a good hairdresser, a lot of this is art. It's when you're dealing with people's faces and you're dealing with people's hair, there's no style that I can't necessarily figure out, but that's also why we do a trial appointment. Mm -hmm. That's why a trial appointment, we actually require it for our brides just because it gives us a chance to get to know someone's hair because I could literally do a chignon on on two on the same person twice and it would look a little bit different both times the and it would always look better the second time because i've gotten to know their hair a little bit i've gotten to know what it can do um i may have switched up a different product um things like that are really what um hair doesn't scare me and i know that that it some styles are more intimidating than others but once you kind of break it down really there's, there's no style that we can't do, but I've definitely, I've, I've seen them done wrong. So I, I think you're yeah. right. I think it is probably, I, I like that, that we can pretty much do anything and it's going to look amazing knowing that, that there's not a style we're afraid to try. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm sure someone contacting you saying, I loved everything you showed me, but I'm actually just going to have my friend do my hair is probably equivalent <laughs> to someone saying to us, I think my friend is just going to shoot my wedding. It kind of like breaks our heart a little bit because we're like. Does that, does that actually happen? Yeah. Does that seriously happen? <laughs> it does. It actually happened to him just recently. Um, oh. So I know not everyone finds value in professional photos or professional hair or professional makeup. Um, but, you know, everyone's different. Um, what advice would you give to someone, say, you, you have a friend who maybe is not just that great of a friend because they're not hiring you, but they decide that they want to do it themselves. Um, what, what's some, what is some advice that you would give to someone who wants to do their own hair and makeup? You know, I think probably a lot of the reason which, and, and I say this a lot, hair and makeup for a wedding, especially when you're hiring a team, like something Boost stylist, we're, we're, a luxury brand. We're not someone, you know, if, if you're looking to get your hair and makeup done and you're trying to save a dime, go to the Mac counter, do, you know, do something like that. When someone says that they're going to use 
a friend or family member or something like that because, oh, they, they do this. She does her makeup really well. Um, I usually just kind of sit back and wait because I'm going to get a frantic phone call, um, <laughs> about two weeks prior to the wedding where they're like, I am so sorry. And 99% of the time it's like, sorry, babe, we're booked. Like yeah. there's so I never stress about those brides, but as far as, um, if I was, if I was to give people advice, it would be that essentially there's, there's no put on peace of mind. And when you're dealing with non-professionals in the wedding industry, literally all you want for your wedding day is for things to go smoothly, for things to be stress-free. You just want to have fun and enjoy yourself. And unfortunately, people will nickel and dime um, some of their services trying to save money, which believe me, I get. But in the long run, there's I've I've had people literally be like, I will pay you a thousand dollars if you will come right now to help us. And I'm like, I'm at my own wedding. I can't. Yeah. But it's like where I'm like, if you had if you had just booked us to begin with and and you know, followed all the proper procedures, you wouldn't be in this situation. But hindsight's 2020, it is mm-hmm. what it is. Um, and we have we've come to the rescue for quite a few brides that have hired not friends, family, non-professionals. Um and we get phone calls all the time that are just like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I need to work with a professional. So in when in doubt, just hire a professional. Like you will save yourself that the amount of stress that you will save yourself is worth its weight in gold. And so I, I always just, I feel really bad for those brides because they, everyone thinks they know better. And, um, usually, it's usually mom that calls me. It's not, it's not the bride. Yeah. It's usually like mom's trying to fix things because old girl screwed up and you know, that happens. It's they're young, they're, they're learning, but, um, like the bitterness of like poor quality lasts so much longer than like the sweet taste of getting a deal where it's yeah. like, Oh girl, they're going to do my face for $25, which I'm always like, Oh my God, you get pink eye for free with that. Do you know that? Pink <laughs> <eyes for free. laughs> so that's, that it's hard when, and that's also why we've actually started. Uh, we do hair and makeup only for the most part, our clients hire us because we do both. It's one less person to call. And when we do hair and makeup, I know that how our timelines are going to go. Um, occasionally a bride will hire us for just hair or just makeup. And that's usually when we run into like aunt Sue that sells Mary Kay, who's going to be doing everyone's makeup. And we've actually kind of pulled back from doing that where now we need to approve the other vendor that we're working with because the amount of stress on us to ensure that the bride's day is going smoothly when we're six people behind because they're not keeping up or anything like that. <clears throat> That's when, of course, then the photographer's up. It's like, all right, guys, we're ready. And I'm like, um, hi, like, we're, we're behind. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which of course, then you get the look from the photographer where you're like, I am so sorry. This was not me. Like I, yeah. but you kind of, you have to own it and help out where you can, but that's, we, we've started making it so that, that our clients understand that we won't work with just anybody. Um, there's some amazing hairstylists and makeup artists out there that, that I would gladly work alongside any day. And we recommend them if for whatever reason they can't use us for one or the other, or if we don't have anyone available, but 
but there are definitely some people that, that we don't work with because we know that they don't, they basically don't have the same caliber of work that we do and don't have that discipline to keep things going on a wedding day where they need to be. I definitely think that's something that people look over um, because they, they see the, the price sheet and that's pretty much what they see at the very beginning when they're booking, but they're not considering the fact that this is the person starting off the day. And if you're not working with a professional, there's a possibility that you might go two hours behind and completely miss your first look, miss all of the pictures that you're wanting to do before your ceremony. And there's nothing you can do about it. And no. there's so, so much value in hiring a professional. It has nothing to do with the, I, I hate to hear the, the wedding price tag because it really isn't. It's so much more work for professionals to shoot a wedding than to shoot any other thing um, or to, to work any other thing. And I know that you can, you see a difference probably in someone who just wants like maybe their, their hair and makeup done for a shoot. There's a lot less pressure there than the actual wedding day. We actually, because like literally all we do is weddings. So we are, we're constantly dealing with that where people, I've been asked it quite a bit where it's like, oh, why? I I don't understand why the price is so much more for, because, and again, they they think it's like, oh, if they hear the word, the word bride, they're going to double their prices. And that's 100% not true. And, And I'm sure you guys understand there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes for brides than just like a regular, a regular person. And so what I always say is like, you're not only are you getting your trial run done, you're getting your wedding day done. So it's like, it would be double because you're getting your hair and makeup done twice mm-hmm. like that, but you're getting all that extra time with, with us on your trial day, you know, on the wedding day, we know exactly what we're doing. Bam, we're done in an hour and a half the trial run, it's like, we're 90 minutes each appointment. So that's, you know, you're already looking at spending over two hours with a client, making sure that everything's perfect. Do we always take that to like that, oh, that time? No. So I've done trials that have lasted 45 minutes and I'm like, I can't believe how fast and how easy that was. Mm-hmm. I've had trials that have extended into three hours where it's like, okay, but they're, they're not paying for me to curl their hair. They're not paying for me to spray them with hairspray. They're not paying for that. They're paying for my expertise. They're paying for the professionalism that they're not going to have to stress about anything on the wedding day. They know that, oh no, I forgot my hair donut that we used at my trial. Don't worry. I have another one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, I got a zit. I call oh, heaven forbid. I got a zit. Don't worry. I have stuff that in my kit that's going to fix this. Not only that, it's my reputation that's on the line every morning when I show up to a wedding. So when I show up, I am, I'm, I'm ready. I have everything in my kit prepared. And I think when you're dealing with a professional or, or a friend, there's not a lot on the line for them. It's, it's kind of like, oh yeah, no, I'm just, I'm going to go out and do a, have a binge the night before and drink with everyone at the rehearsal dinner and it's like, I'm so sorry. I'm hungover and laying on the couch, but I'll get to your makeup in a bit. And that's happened. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're just, it just saves you that, that time and, and energy stressing when you know that you're like, I'm working with the best. There's nothing to worry about. For sure. Yeah. I love that. No, I was shooting a rehearsal dinner recently and they kept trying to get me to drink. And I was just like, no, I have to come back tomorrow. <laughs> it's every to wedding for you. Every wedding, the grooms yeah. are like, dude, take a shot with us. Take a shot with us. <laughs> 
but bro, bro, you're Steve, bro. And I, I actually, people do that with like mimosa. So do you want a mimosa? I'm like, do you want your eyeliner on straight? <laughs> the campaign goes straight to my head, but it is, you definitely want to keep that line strictly drawn. For sure. So I am curious, my background before like doing photography, I was doing more commercial video type stuff. Um, yeah. And like I, if I'm shooting video, I don't drink caffeine the day of. Is like caffeine can like kind of make your hand shake yes. and stuff. So when you're doing makeup, yep. do you have like coffee in the morning or do you skip that? Oh my gosh. So I, that's so funny that you mentioned that because I do, I have a strict one cup in the morning rule. And the reason for that is doing a wedding. I mean, God, this is, this had to have been 15 years ago doing a wedding and it was, um, it was a Filipino wedding. We had to start at 4 a.m. They had to be done by 9 a.m. There was like 12 girls. It was just one of those, like, I didn't even go to bed the night before because I was so stressed out. Um, and I think I was driving to Burbank all the way from Southern California. It was just a very stressful morning. And I, I think I probably had like six cups of coffee just cause oh I was gosh. like, I need to stay up number one yeah. and I need to like keep awake and just keep going. And by the time I got there and I started doing their eyeliner, I was like, um, I need a snack. Like someone bring me some crackers or something because I'm literally working on caffeine right now. And I, I was so shaky. I couldn't do anything. So I do, I have a strict one cup in the morning thing because it does, it affects how I can and use my different brushes. And I even have brushes that are specifically like they're ergonomically designed so that I don't have to twist my wrists in certain ways so that, that my hands are steadier, but oh my goodness. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a hard lesson to learn too. Cause there's nothing you can oh, do yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are some of the different like brushes you use like for ergonomics and stuff like that? So we use new brushes on everybody. Mm -hmm. So not saying that we like brand spanking new brushes, but we wash, clean and sanitize all of our brushes after every wedding. I probably carry, um, I think at last count, I carry about 350 brushes with me to every wedding. Oh. Um, and I have, so I have 12 sets of each brush that I use. So, and I always know that I use this, I, I use the same brushes on everyone. Um, uh, let's see right where I'm like, my favorites are the, it's from the Sonia Roselli and these are actually discontinued and they're amazing, but they're called the nudes and they are, they're just phenomenal. They were made by a makeup artist for a makeup artist. They're just, they're, they're not vegan or anything like that. I get looks at that, but they're, they are, um, like there's boar bristle. There's like, there's squirrel. I'm not sure. I'm sure it's not squirrel. I probably should have paid attention more, but that, but there's just, and I have people that comment all the time when I'm doing their makeup, they're like, that brush is so soft. And I'm like, I know, I think it's a squirrel. It's not a squirrel. It's a tree rat. Don't worry. I'm, I'm Right. But I'm like, but, and I also, so I actually, so I, I honestly, I saved my nudes for my brides because these brushes were so expensive that I have to clean and sanitize them. So when you do that, it's, it's not like I can baby them. Like I do my own when I'm cleaning and sanitizing, like I'm getting in there and I'm, I'm using alcohol. I'm using all the things to make sure that my brushes are safe to use on other people. So I actually just saved my nudes for my brides, for bridesmaids and things like that. I use, it's called Royal Lang nickel and Royal. I don't want to say it wrong. Cause now I'm like, now I'm <laughs> we put you on the spot. 
Right. Well, well, it's like, you know, when you see something for why we're like, Oh yeah, that's what it called. And you actually like, look at it, look at it. And yeah. you're like, Oh, that's, that's not what that's called at all. Um, well, and it's called Royal and Langnickel. They have phenomenal brushes and they just came out with a whole set called the Omnia brush. And it's specifically for pros. And, and again, they're like super sturdy handles. You don't have to worry about, I don't know if you've ever had cheap brushes where like the ferrules pop off mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, and then you super glue it back on because you're like, I'm not ready to give up on you yet. Um, <laughs> I love, I love that spirit of just gonna repair it and keep going. Yeah, I'm just well, and my husband's an engineer, and he cracks me up because he will. He's like, "Do you have any like repairs this week?" And I'm like, <laughs> "These three over here are a little loose. Just I need super glue and things like that." So that's his job. He makes sure that that everything is is ready to go for the following weekend. I've had some of these brushes since the beginning of my career. And I just, Mac brushes are obviously always a favorite, but what I've kind of learned over the years is, is it's, it's not fun to carry brushes just to carry brushes because I'm sure with you guys know, with your guys' kits, things get heavy Mm. and you have to kind of consolidate and make sure that everything in your kit has a purpose. So that's why I kind of went down and I, I actually spent time figuring out like what brushes am I using on each person? Which ones am I constantly grabbing for? And then I bought 12 sets of each. And that way I know that when I'm doing a wedding, I always, even if I drop a brush where I'm like, oh shoot, you can't just pick that up and clean it. That's gross. Mm -hmm. So I just grab a new one and I'm never stressed out that I'm going to run out or anything like that. And it just, it actually, it helps me move a lot faster. Whenever I see people that are cleaning brushes in between, not only is that gross because you can't get everything out of it, you're, you're wasting time. I, once someone hops out of my chair, I'm like, all right, peace out. I'm grabbing my brushes. I throw them under into my little kit that, um, for all my dirty brushes and I have my second set ready to go. So it really is about, about speed and finding brushes that, that don't make you work hard. Um, all my brushes do exactly what I need them to do. And I always, you know, when I'm grabbing it, I know that this brush is going to, you know, smudge this line perfectly. I know that this brush is going to give me a tight line. There's no just like hodgepodging and guessing like, Oh, this one might, this one might do what I need. (laughs) So, and that's, that just comes with with experience and education. You got to know what your brushes can do. Part of it is knowing how to fix things without having to start over. So I've have, I have brushes that are specifically for fixing things. Yeah. The Royal Langnickel and the Sonia Roselli nudes are just, they're my absolute go-to because they're, they're everything that I need them to be and more. It's so fascinating because there's so much more into it than a lot of just normal non-professionals like amateur makeup artists know about this stuff it's, it's not just putting stuff on your face there's so much that goes into it and including knowing what brushes to use and I, I think that's really really and carrying a biohazard containment unit for the use brushes <laughs> with you everywhere I- it's, it's for real. I, I am such a stickler about sanitation and keeping, keeping our clients safe. And also just, and it, it's a sore subject just because I know that there's a lot. And by a lot, I mean most of makeup artists out there. Um, and that's not to say that there are not some incredible one that, that do take the sanitation seriously and they know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some out there that just the complete disregard for sanitation when you're dealing with, with dealing with people's faces, it's just gross. Um, 
And I don't know if it's just me because I'm, I'm kind of that, that OCD, uh, personality where I, I like things clean. I like things orderly. So the idea of reusing brushes, reusing sponges, things like that on people's faces is just, it's just very dirty and it's not safe. It's, it's, that's how you give, not only, not only is that how you give someone like herpes, which is like mm. awful, but like you can give someone like MRSA, which is no joke. And mm. it's, and again, it's, it's, oh, it's makeup. It's not that serious, but you're, you're really, you're dealing with people on the most amazing day of their life. And if you're not careful, you can essentially contaminate them. They're going to be in Rome, you know, they're going to be on their flight on the way to Rome and they start feeling sick. And it's because you didn't sanitize properly in between brushes and someone else had a cold and just those kinds of things are, are what I think about when, um, especially when I train my girls where I'm like, this isn't just like, oh, that's gross. This is, this is somebody's honeymoon that you could be messing up. This mm-hmm. is somebody. And, and also like herpes. Ew. No. Yeah. <laughs> and that is no joke. There is wow. there. It just takes one person with cold sore and every uh-huh. single person has it. It's so highly contagious and mm-hmm. it's not, it's not curable. You have it for the rest of your life. No, no. it's, and it's, it's, and again, we're, and I, I and I've run into it where they're like, oh no, like she's, that's my friend. Like, we're just going to share lip gloss. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Like that's where I'm like, that's your prerogative. That's your thing. But I'm like, there's a reason why there's disposables. There's a reason why we do these things. And we like, we even have a clause in our contract where I'm like, we have the right to refuse services to anyone. You know, we've had people that are like, Oh, grandma's got shingles. Like, can we, she go last? I'm like, absolutely not. Like she can't, grandma can't come anywhere near my kid because not only that, where I'm like, I have a baby, I have a newborn. So mm-hmm. like, let's not be around like shingle Sandy and then come on home and, you know, expose <laughs> your child to that. So, so yeah, that's, it's, it's something that not only do you have to be an amazing makeup artist. Not only do you have to be an amazing hairstylist, you have to be an artist. You have to be, you have to be all these things, but you also have to take these, you're literally taking these people's health in your hands because you're, you're dealing with mucous membranes. You're dealing, you're dealing with their eyes, just all the areas where you can get sick. You're just right up in their face. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's important, not only being a professional, just raise your standards of sanitation and, um, make sure that you're aware of how these things affect your clients and, and take those classes, take that extra little bit of education to ensure that not only is your kit safe, that's, that's the other thing is there's proper ways to sanitize your kit. And if someone, we actually have a a contamination fee. So, you know, you get bridesmaids or friends that are handsy and they're like, Oh my gosh, what is this? And they, they grab things out of my kit. That's $250. If you touch my kit and I can't sanitize it properly because number one, I don't know what you've touched. I don't know where it's been. That's, I have to throw it out because I'm not, I'm not risking my kit. I'm not risking anyone's um, health because, because you wanted to swatch an eyeshadow. Like, so the good news is, is since I've put that in my contract, we've had no issues. Um, <laughs> but, but, but that's how serious I was about where I'm like, can I put a restricted sign on 
on my kit because I mean, that would be like someone going into your camera case as you were shooting oh and being goodness. like, Oh my God, I love this lens. This lens is amazing. Can I like, let me see it. And you're just like sitting there clutching your pearls, <laughs> like <sighs> step away from my stuff. Like I feel like a five-year-old don't touch my stuff, like, <laughs> but I am. Well, and it's safety. You're, there's a reason for it. It's not just because you don't want to share it's well, you well, don't want to share a bunch of germs. <laughs> it's, I don't want to share a bunch of germs, but also like if someone drops it, which I'm like, we've all like dropped our, you know, an eyeshadow palette or something like that. And you like, hold your breath and you're like, pick it up. You're like, did it break? And when it doesn't, it's amazing. When it does, it's like, okay, I'll be fine. Like, I just need a minute to mourn. But if someone else does it and you're like, um, yeah, no, that's not okay. Yeah. I had a situation where Nora has gotten into my makeup and has pulled out my naked um, palette and dug her fingers in every single one of the the eyeshadows. It was awesome. Yeah, that's the, so the good thing about shadows is they don't harbor bacteria because they don't have moisture in them. But if it's like a cream or something like that, it's yeah, it's, it's a goner. You're like, oh, good. You were sticky and you touched my stuff. <laughs> well, it was, like, it was a goner because <laughs> she dug everything out. So uh, <laughs> if anybody's just ever like a little shadow around the edges. Yeah, she's she's got. We should have clipped her fingernails a long time ago. It was a very funny day for me until Jen explained how much everything cost, and then it was not funny anymore at all. I I've I've actually left. I was doing something, and now I actually I bring my own table with me because everything that goes on the table goes back into my kit, and then I pack up my table. So then, way it's like I can't leave anything because I've actually left. I left two eyeshadow palettes and like a thing of foundation because I was touching someone up really quick and I sent my assistant back up to go get it. And she grabbed them and she was walking back down and she's like, nobody realizes that, you know, like this looks like it's such a small thing. And she's like, this is like $375 worth of makeup. And like, she was like, you know, she's got two hands full of just things. And she's like, no one would have any idea. And I was like, Oh, I, and I've actually, I had my van stolen, which is just like a whole other fun podcast. I remember that. Yeah. So, right. Like where I posted a thing, like if anyone's seen this van with a star stormtrooper like topper on it, like call me. (laughs) And everyone thought I was like kidding. I was like, but no, really like my van was stolen. And I live in the middle of Amish country. I'm dodging buggies. Like I'm dealing with like drunk Rumspringer Amish kids. Like that's the kind of town that we live in. Mm -hmm. And so when I left my van out and, and the sheriff yelled at me, he's like, why would you leave your keys in it? And I was like, why are our streets not safer sheriff? Because, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but I did, I left my keys in the center console, didn't think about it. And we woke up Monday morning and my van was gone. Um, and my kit was in the back oh and, and everything. So, um, very much went into panic mode and I'm sure like anyone that's, so this is just a PSA for anyone ever. Like if you leave your kit, your, your, your makeup kit, your photography kit, anything in your car, don't like, just don't because someone will take it. And, um, so anyway, I went into complete panic mode. I'm also very good in, t- in times of crisis because it was panic mode, but it was also, I think my husband was like, are you in shock? Like, are you okay? And I was like, it's fine. Here's what I need to do. I, I had a wedding on Friday. This was Monday morning. I was, so I called all of my, all of my professional vendors, uh, the people that sell the professional makeup. And I, I essentially, 
told them the situation and I've never spent money so fast where I was like, I don't care how much it is. Here's what I need. And they were so sweet. Most, most of the companies overnighted me things for free. They were like, here you go. So by Wednesday I had a full kit and I was fine. And, but then it came time to deal with insurance and everything like that. And bless our insurance agent. He was like, go ahead and itemize everything. I was like, not a problem. I have receipts for everything. And I, I kept an, I keep an itemized list of everything that's in my kit and how much it is, including my lights, my chair, everything like that. So when I gave him my list and it was over $7,000, he was like, I'm sorry, you said this was makeup. And I'm like, (laughs) hair stuff is in there too. And he just looked at me and I'm like, I'm like my lights alone, the lighting that we use alone is over $800. And so it's, it is, it's, and then I was, and then of course my husband looked at me, it's like, and you've been leaving that in your car. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, not the time, not the time, but yes. So, so now when we go anywhere, that's like a mindful thing that I do. Like I don't go anywhere after weddings. I just don't go, you know, where I'm, Oh, I'm just going to stop at the mall real quick. Mm. I don't do that. I, I go home, I unload my kit, then we go out so that, cause they're just that amount of stress. Fun story. They ended up finding it later. I had to throw out anything that was cream. So that was still a couple thousand dollars. I had to throw out a bunch of stuff. But so then I essentially just did my Christmas shopping a couple months early because then (laughs) I got to just switch everything out, make sure everything was clean and sanitized. So it was, I don't think they realized what they had when they, when they were probably just like looked up and they're like, Oh, this is a toolkit. There's no tools in it. It's just makeup. And it's, (laughs) I was so grateful, like for just for dumb people that don't know what they have, because that was so much money. Um, and it was my livelihood and it just, they just left it sitting actually next to the van. And it was like, they got it out thinking they had something and just left it like it was nothing. So I was super grateful. And after that, after that also where I'm like kit insurance is a thing. And like, if you don't have your stuff insured, make sure you do another PSA. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a, that's such a crazy story. And so I didn't know that you found it though. So I'm, I'm really glad that you did. I was at a wedding. I was at a wedding the following Saturday and I had told the bride where the bride was like, we were just finishing up and I'm and we were just chatting and, and my phone rang. I was like, do you mind if I take this? It says it's a police department. And I was like, and my van was stolen. And she was like, I'm sorry, what? And of course, because I didn't tell any of my brides, I didn't tell any of my clients that this happened because I didn't want anyone to stress and be, and again, cause nobody knew any better. It's, I still had everything that I needed, but yeah, they called me and they're like, is this, they're like, it's weird. Cause there's like this toolkit sitting outside. Is that yours too? And I just, I almost started crying. I was like, yes, yes please don't clutch it. Like, <laughs> the don't touch it. It's fine. I'll, I'll come get it. And, and yeah, they found it. Uh, it was 20 miles from our house. They didn't go far. So we think wow. it was just like a joyride situation, which I was like, oh it's a, it's a van guys. <laughs> like, don't get excited. Like, <laughs> But again, the keys were in it. I can't, I can't fault them. Like I just, I was asking for it. <laughs> How much alcohol did it take to sanitize the inside of the van so you could put your kid in the van oh. afterwards? <laughs> so I, I, t- 
told my husband and bless my husband's heart. Cause he understands how I am. I was so emotional about where I, to the point that I was like, I don't want to find it. I don't want you to find the van because at this point it feels weird that it's like the van. That's like, I brought my children home, like in that van, like my children's car seats were in it. Uh, we hadn't had my son yet, but like his newborn car seat was in it just cause I'm a planner. And I was like, yeah, let's put a newborn car seat in there. And I was like three months pregnant. It just, I felt so violated. And I told my husband, because he said that I couldn't just get rid of it. I go, I want you to take it and go get it detailed to the point, like super detailed because I was like, I want it to feel like a brand new van because I was like, I just, if I were to get in it now, it would just feel, you know, it it just felt very, it just felt dirty. I mean, and it probably was, I'm a mom, I have three kids. It probably was dirty, but after I got it back and it was detailed and everything was like clean and sanitized. And, you know, I mean, they did like a full on inspection they have to for insurance to make sure that, you know, they didn't like run over something and things are messed up um, mechanically, but they, it, it felt like a new van. And I, I was just so grateful to have everything back. It did take me a little bit. Uh, I think it probably took me about six hours to go through my actual makeup kit because again, anything cream, anything liquid I had to throw out because I couldn't guarantee that it was safe to use, but eyeshadows, things like that, scraped off the top, sprayed things with alcohol, scraped them again, and everything was fine. But it was, it was a, it was a six hour process. And I am pretty sure I went through a bottle of wine while doing it just because I was like, as I was throwing things away where I'm like, I'm like, this could be fine, but also it's not fine. And then throwing it away was, um, was hard. But then also, afterwards, very cleansing because I was like, Oh, and here's all the new stuff like that. I got to open again. Um, the boxes, uh, piled up in my garage that week were insane just from all (laughs) the new things that came. Oh, it was, it was, it was like Christmas, but it was September. Christmas in September. It's been almost a year since then. It has, it's oddly enough. Like I thought about it the other day because it was after our gender reveal for my son that 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 was why I had moved it and set it outside with the keys in it because I was like, Oh, my husband will move it back. Not blaming my husband just slightly. (laughs) But anyway, so anyway, yeah, I thought about it the other day because I was like, God, that's been a year and it just, it feels like a lifetime ago now. Not anything I would ever want to (laughs) repeat. Not at all. Yeah. I thought that happened like January. That's crazy that it was only no. I'm yeah, sure it was a, like a long time. It's well, and September's like our busiest wedding part too. So it's oh, like yeah. I almost feel like I didn't have time to like process what was going on and like how much money. Where I was like, it's it, at that point, literally, money didn't matter. I was like, I have to have everything that I need yeah. for my clients. So yeah, and no one was the wiser. Well, Andy, thank you so much for being on the episode. Um, it, I think that there was so much in there that I learned. I'm sure Steve learned everything <laughs> because he knows nothing about hair and makeup. Um, uh, I know everything about hair and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> now. Um, I would say, if you didn't, you do now. Yeah. <laughs> um, please tell our listeners how they can find you. So if you would like to book Something Blue Stylist, you can visit us on our website. It's www.somethingbluestylist.com. You can find us on Instagram, just at Something Blue Stylist. We're on Facebook. Um, and if you, if you just want to do some, some, some good old Googling, just Google Something Blue Stylist and all the fun things will pull up for you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Andy. You're welcome. Um, I think that's going to do it for us this week at Wedded. Uh, Jen, where can listeners find us? 
if you want to connect with us online, you can find us at Wedded Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to join the awesome community of listeners we're growing on Facebook, you can join us on the Wedded Facebook group. And don't forget to add your love buddies. You can visit our website at weddedpod.com. And we're still accepting uh, questions or uh, any uh dilemmas wedding dilemmas we're happy to answer them on the podcast so keep sending those in and uh we can keep it so that uh your name isn't said or anybody involved Uh, it can be (laughs) anonymous um so thank you for listening to another podcast another episode of wedded i love you (laughs) so weird to say that when we have like a guest on we should have hung up first (laughs) (laughs) we love you andy oh i love you guys all right we all love you and um our listeners and uh love you too steven